Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. So, so George, the uh, the episode that came out last week was your birthday episode, but we are recording this on your actual birthday today. So, so happy birthday, George! Happy what? birthday, Georgie! What? I can't hear either of you. I just my hearing's gone out in the last two <laughs> days. I'm. Does anyone see that? It's not a Disney that Anastasia movie. Yeah, the cartoon Anastasia movie. There's a scene in that where it's like a zombie Rasputin, and he's crying he's like i'm falling apart and that's how i feel all it's the funny. time oh. i've seen memes of that and if i remember that being in the movie i probably would remember that movie more fondly but it's i just movie. have no memory of it i great haven't movie. seen it now i want to see it it was it was is it john cusack is he one of the voices in that he might be i know it's hank azaria he plays the it's like a little weird russian bat um but it's very funny that it's not a Disney movie, but very clearly they copied the animation style of so Disney, Disney movies like, of the time. Yeah. It'd be like, this is this is like Walmart brand Disney movie. Yeah, it's like if Disney didn't make a princess movie. Yeah. But then I think in the buyout that they did recently. They, oh, is it part of it now? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I think Anastasia <laughs> is now a Disney princess. I vaguely remember there being toys where like a little girl was like, I'm Rasputin and had yeah. like a Rasputin doll. Is this real? <laughs> I think there was so, actually... yeah. I, I buy it. I mean, yeah. if it's a cartoon, yeah. it has toys, even if it's Which not is, meant for kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, like Rasputin is in a kid's... Oh, hello. Cat <laughs> <laughs> right. Mosley's back. Hey, I'm so thrilled to be back. Yeah, we, uh, we were we were trying to figure out like the next batch of bookings, and there was like, it's been way too long since Cat's been. Here. <laughs> okay, thank you. And then it just kind of happened. I was like, what are these feelings? Like you know, recently on the leak. Like, what? oh yeah, what <laughs> we are... were talking about it, and uh, and I was like, we were talking about, oh okay, we need to get Cat on pretty soon. And then you posted that, and I was like, I can definitely guilt her into coming on our it's show time. again. <laughs> I'm going to use this area. window. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have to say, because most of the times you've been on here, the leak hasn't been an active thing, but I love the leak. Thank you. Uh, you, you guys, it, it's, it sounds like it should be a gossipy show, the, the way you guys talk about current events and all that kind of stuff. But it's such an incredibly considerate approach to that kind of topic that I'm mm. like, how come more people don't like veer into this territory of like actually recognizing each other's stance in this place as a person before they start talking about this stuff? You guys do such a good job of that. I appreciate that. And I get that conflict doesn't sell. Like we actually have the data on that now. So like (laughs) people would probably tune in more, be more enticed to like tune in more often and get other people involved if we were actively fighting each other like saying dumb shit yeah yeah and i think our real experiences are provocative enough yo i think Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's the type of show where like you two don't agree all the time and that that -hmm. helps the show for conversation Mm -hmm. but you're never fighting and it's the best like that's so great (laughs) yeah it's so rare to find uh 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 
connection or, or a relationship where like, yeah, we don't need to agree every time. And the fact that we don't is actually a strength to our friendship and relationship yeah. because we at least know that like at the end of the day, we still love each other. Like it's, it's, everything's good. And it's, it's not like, Oh, I hate this person. Like maybe you need a break from that person for, for a minute or two, but it's also like you are not on uh, diametrically opposed in any sort of thing because you understand the limits within it already. Does that make sense? It's not life or death, or at yeah. least I don't have to act that way. Like yeah. I was thinking recently, okay. So I was on a walk with comedian Cecily Alexandria. Shout out to Cecily. Y'all, I have a thing. I have a little fetish for walking in the street. I enjoy it maybe more than other people do when they have to like i, I love it love it <laughs> do you love street I walking love like i literally lo love getting off the sidewalk okay thank you thank you like, <laughs> it, is, it is my favorite thing like I, I remember being at the summer or in the summer at the beach with my family and like it was me meg my sister and her boyfriend and like it was late we went to the beach like well after we were supposed to after the science said don't street walking yeah and we we were walking back and like i didn't i didn't put my shoes back on after getting off the beach and mm -hmm. like it all you see is like the occasional street light just like walking in the street in the dark mm -hmm. and like oh my god it felt it's so cool so good it's so good so <laughs> i said like, i was like cecily do you like walking in the street and she was like no not particularly. <laughs> and I will, I was thinking recently, that's funny. I got to try to capture that moment because I love Cecily, but in that, there was a little flicker of you trying to destroy me. <laughs> she, she has that way about her. Cecily's like, great at that. that I, I know she's on my side, but like right now, just the way we just disagree makes There's, me feel no, some sort of way. <laughs> There's been times where like, I think, I don't know. I said something that caught her off guard. I was like, oh, great. Cecily hates me. And then I, it was, oh, you know, it was one of those Zoom shows early in the pandemic. Yeah. In order to, in order to like revert myself back, I just changed my name to John Deary. And I was like, no, John said this. <laughs> this was Deary. It was not me. <laughs> and then Deary in the chat was just like, this is, this is identity theft. This is not okay, George. You need to own your mistakes. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have my shift at Wawa. Excuse me. And I left. Oh. <laughs> I oh. missed the name changes. You just reminded me of some on-screen fun. Oh, oh yeah. on-screen fun. So much fun. Uh, I will say walking on the street, uh, it, there, it, there is like a level of I'm afraid to. It's like when we first were told like, okay, you don't have to wear a mask, but if you'd like to wear a mask, it's, it's that, ooh, ooh, like, is it okay? So like, Certain towns in, up, up around here, they'll like shut down their main street so people can like like ha put out tables in the street and stuff like they'll just like shut down a small section of the town to just mm. be not accessible through cars. And even then, like passing the police barricade and going into that section, I'm like, am I allowed to walk in the road? I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm allowed <laughs> to. Is this mm -hmm. OK? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I have to get over that hump of like, mm -hmm. I love walking <laughs> the street, but only if I know I'm allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I just <laughs> tipped a little bit. <laughs> just a little i was on 12th street and there was just like half a block 
the construction on it. So mm-hmm. I had to be out here and there was enough room for the cars. And I was like, how far can I make it? It really felt like living on the edge. Really, <laughs> and A car did come, but it went around me. And that's dangerous because I'm like, you mean I can put the tip in and nobody <laughs> Just, you know what, just to be brave as a car drives by, just like touch the side view mirror a little Mm -hmm. bit as it goes Mm -hmm. by and just be like, Mm -hmm. I'm unstoppable. Unity. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Well, we do have this giant wheel. Do you want this wheel? See what we're going to talk about? Let's do it. Okay, one more thing. Just I heard somewhere recently that Rasputin was almost or basically like immune to cyanide. Yes. Because so yes. many people. Yeah. Did you hear this? Yeah. People were there's just a, trying to poison them all the time. So there's he, like a viral disco song that explains the life of Rasputin. And it's just like they shot him and then they poisoned him and then they threw him in a river. And then he popped up and was like, guys, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know like how much roach. of it's like yeah. apocryphal, yeah. but like some of it's true for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy. crazy. The stories linger. Yeah. And we got. Oh, I thought you were already doing it. No, I was, you like, I was letting you, you have always it for your do birthday. It. Yeah, but you started <laughs> it. It's your birthday. I was like, all right, I guess George is that, just taking no, control. No, this was just a mental melt, mental note for me. Oh, okay. Oh. Gotcha. Well, we got tranquil. Yeah, we did. And, and no wait, way. Wait, I, I want to take that again. We got tranquil. Hmm. And then Enya plays softly yeah. in the background. Woot, woot. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, should we should we add in some like ethereal noises in the background here? Just a little like massage therapy, like pan flute, maybe. Yeah, as long as we tranquil. don't do it in real life, because the episode will wane if I get tranquil while we're recording the tranquil. That edit. is true. No, <laughs> no, we have to. <laughs> this is a post production job. Yes. Let our editor do that. And by Who's editor, that? I mean you, Dan. <laughs> yep. Dan, I mean you. <laughs> uh, more work for me. I mean. I mean, Kat, you're already coming at us very tranquil with your Northern Lights background. This so, is very nice. So aside from that, what makes you feel tranquil? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just your audience can't see me. My arms are above my head. Um, they're like antenna, like summoning me. Yeah, you're you're, you're <laughs> reaching out to the ether, hoping yeah. that something will attach like, itself. I'm doing water, water divining the ethereal moment right now. <laughs> the odd thing that happened just now is, because I went, I found a song. I found a song, so I have my song. Um, but the question, what makes you feel tranquil? I have this annoying habit of answering literally what's been asked of me. So I'm like, honestly, what makes makes me feel I have a hard time tranquil. thinking that's annoying. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I just feel like people don't actually communicate. By the way, I love you too. This isn't just me avoiding the question. I will come back. Oh, I <laughs> if, if you're avoiding it with compliments, I am never going to stop you. <laughs> All you got to do is start doing like the news channel, like thumbs and fingers. Like, now let me get back. That's a, that's a yeah. handsome question. And we will get to that as soon as we can. Great but question. first... The American people need to know. Oh my God, talking points. <laughs> that, that's true. We will also be passing over an election in the midst of when we're recording and when this comes out. So 
you know, so we hope it all worked out. out. We can embody that also. <laughs> I'm at the polls. Yeah, I think November 2nd. Yep. I better know the day, whatever the Tuesday is. Yeah, it, it'll have been last Tuesday when this comes out, but yeah. It'll be it's next Tuesday for us right now. <laughs> uh, it's so funny in, in Jersey, the uh, the two people running for governor, the one is the guy that's already been our governor. Seems mm-hmm. like he's doing an okay job. Going to vote for him. And then the other mm-hmm. guy, the whole thing is that our current governor was not born in New Jersey. So the Republican running for governor is like, he's not even from here. Like that's his biggest talking oh, point. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell you, yeah. You know that's connecting with a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Ooh. This guy, Jack Citronella or whatever his Italian last name is. It's oh, like, keep, keep those flies I away. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He, he ain't uh, even got to burn that one. He comes in on fire. Yeah. He comes in lit. It's like, his whole thing is like, he's from Massachusetts. And it's like, yeah, but <laughs> He's doing fine right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love He's had sleepless thing. nights. Remember when Jersey got washed out recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't fine. He was here through the rough shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's been through some things, a pandemic and a biblical ass flood. Yeah. <laughs> I love the birtherism though. Yeah. Just Super state. birther. Just yeah. like, he's not even from central Jersey, dude. Pork roll yeah. Taylor Ham. He says it's breakfast meat. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo I had that for dinner the other day, and uh, I've been making mistakes my whole life. That's an all day, all day food. That is an all day food. Uh, Pork right. roll. What Pork is? Roll. Okay. Yeah. I went there. It's y'all. Okay, so y'all are one thing. Today, today, thinking about coming on and recording, I got to thinking about y'all. I put my song on, which is "Self" by No Name, and I'm very oh, mad. Sure. At, yes, you too. All the young people in my life who knew no name and didn't tell me about her, like, fuck y'all, I'm so mad at y'all. That's how much I loved her when I heard her was, how has no one told me? I've only become aware in the past probably year, maybe, not even a year. Okay, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, it started showing up on like Discover Weeklies and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to explore this a little bit. uh, I've never heard of this song before. However, automatically, A, love it. Uh, because mm. one of the lyrics is really questioning every God, religion, Kanye bitches. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great line. And also the minute it's a minute and 35 seconds. My brain can actually handle that amount right? of stimulus and right? then I can take a breather. <laughs> right. And sh- th- there's so much in there and there's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sound. There's so much brilliance in there that I think my favorite part is the most silent part. Mm. which is so that's my tranquility song um tranquility to me is like an abiding something so when i was thinking about coming here you all delivered on it like i can be present in a conversation with the two of you Mm. and we had these moments that i still feel they're gonna show up in my face like the pandemic wasn't easy no and and, um, and the fact that you can find like a moment where you're not thinking about before or after you're just like present in the thing that is so rare good for yeah. you good for you finding <laughs> finding that fucking tranquility while i decided to get married or propose marriage yeah, during a pandemic you you yeah, fucked up. i love her to death fond but, reflection moments but no <laughs> you want to tempt like how much is the florist <laughs> There is no tranquility here. (laughs) Yeah. 
I love y'all dudes. And I know people get out here and I love this too. I, I think y'all are sober. I'm for the most part sober. I, I am not saying, and I, a drunken, I love you. I just have genuine appreciation Thank for y'all. And, um, when I find, uh, I don't know what causes the tranquility in this moment. Um, but I've been like trying to tune into what it feels like. Sure. It It's weird because for, for me, most of the examples that are jumping to mind for myself are less active things. Yeah. But I, I agree that this still has that same effect, but I, I don't know why this would, because you have to really be present and participate. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I generally associate with the feeling, mm-hmm. but it still is working. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that maybe it just comes with a lost familiarity, maybe. Because at least mm-hmm. for me, Kat, I see you doing shows. I'm proud of you. Uh, I have not been on stage in like two months, <laughs> but Respect. doing this show has mm-hmm. is like working that muscle a little bit for mm-hmm. the comedy muscle, the performing muscle, the conversation, the honesty muscle mm-hmm. um, that all works. And not to sound like a butter knife edgelord comic, but it's sort of like that Joker dancing thing where like, I feel it, I'm stretching it out. I'm in mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. and this is familiar. I got and turned on and that feels inappropriate. That's but all when right. you said the Joker dance, I was like, okay, get tranquil. Was it George doing the dance? Because I can see that <laughs> working for everybody. Yeah. Picture my 245 pound body just writhing on a staircase in tidy whities actually i think i'm wearing like avengers underwear right now so imagine that (laughs) even better yeah (laughs) no but i think that's kind of where you're feeling or at least what i can see like or relate to what you're feeling when that tranquil moment is like this is familiar and this is comfort and in that Mm -hmm. you can let down and feel that tranquility yeah you know because like vulnerability becomes available to mm-hmm. me because i checked in i was like what things am i willing to tell y'all and i was like everything maybe not your audience but i was like i'm actually willing <laughs> and we, we um, can edit that out they don't need to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i have yeah yeah Kat, you're very approachable what are you talking about <laughs> <I told y'all. laughs> we had a bit for a while on this show where we would just talk about how we're having such a great couple episodes except for that one but all the episodes have been great. <laughs> and we never like i never related to anyone who we were talking about because we weren't talking about yeah, anyone. There was, anyone there was it was not about any actual episode <laughs> <laughs> we just let you know a couple like five or six people sweat it out and see oh man did i ruin better. their show <laughs> and a couple of them feel like they need to come back <laughs> I was just going to say, are they like, oh, I haven't been invited back since. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, very few people have been invited back. It's like you, Meg, Brandon, and then Matt and Jackie. And like, I'm that's feel it. Honored. Yeah. I feel honored. Yeah. With you, we feel tranquil. So you're always allowed back. Aww. However, that one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met a specific person that time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fun with friends. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to listen to this song. This yeah, moment. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be good. 
That's funny. I think last time you were here, you had us listening to new songs. Had, also. We had <laughs> we, to do Tori Kelly, and it was the right, same thing. That's what it was. I had a whole process with Invigorated, and it took because I was like, the view makes me invigorated, and I think George didn't buy it, and I was like, all right, you I'll put on Tori Kelly right now. <laughs> a little bit bashful oh, about it. Cat, hold on. I don't know if maybe we knew you were coming on the show soon, but my TikTok has gone crazy, and I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I have been getting a lot of videos. They're like isolated stems of gospel bands. <laughs> and it's it's just like, go get your stuff. And then it's just an organ going crazy. And the oh, drummer like bass, like like doing gospel blast beats. I could watch oh it for God. hours. Or it's like someone shouting. And then they'll like, you'll just hear the band that's all separately filmed videos that line up to sound like a gospel band where there'll be some guy yelling in his front yard. And then yeah. two, three, four, <laughs> Those are the ones, the Thank all you. stitched together versions of yeah. songs that like, that's what blows me away about TikTok entirely is that like people are just being stupid together and making something amazing. Oh yeah. There's been one where it was a guy where it was like, what happens if your ex walks in and a guy turns around and like is like wearing like a neckerchief and uh, a sombrero and he turns around and goes jennifer and then five other people have done the instruments of like a telenovela western where it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's so great good. like that's the thing that i do love about tiktok even though it is for children uh yeah. and i use it to stay hip to the job for our younger audience. Cause we did talk about a high school teacher once on this show. And I think he's still listening and telling his students to watch it. They shouldn't, they shouldn't listen to this show. Is it appropriate? <laughs> Go read a book. He's going to make Wait, you read Catcher in the Rye. A high school teacher is telling students to listen well, to so them? We had uh, a guest on the show probably last year. Maybe it was mm -hmm. this year. No, it was early mm -hmm. this year. Earlier um, this year, yeah. Who uh, was in a band that Danny grew up loving. And I found out about because my high school English teacher went to college with them and became like friendly-ish with them. Mm. Uh, and I reached out to him after like 10 years of not talking, be like, do I remember this fact, right? Is this true? Did you go to college with these guys? Uh, and his wife who has the Facebook, but I guess they kind of share it, like wrote back to me. was like, oh yeah, we can't wait to listen. Like, and I said something very nice and they wrote back. I was like, thank you so much for saying that. He really appreciated it. Uh, and he was like, we can't wait for the next episode. And I think the next episode, we just like had like a swear off and I was like, maybe I can convince him not to listen anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah he's yeah. the kind of teacher that he, every well, once a week, every school year, he does like local music that happened when like in that middle school or high school so he plays every year like my high school band for these students to listen to and then explains like what we're all up to now uh so i think he knows he obviously knows about the podcast and i think he tells his kids to listen because <laughs> every really? once in a while i'll look at the geographics of who's listening and it is in an area of connecticut that there shouldn't be that many that people it's listening. Them. oh my goodness <laughs> well welcome children <laughs> hello yeah. children uh, well, don't, don't tell Mr. Scholl you're listening, uh, yeah. or Mrs. Oh Scholl. Gosh, <laughs> yeah, the leave them out of, of young <laughs> listeners and the. Do you want to try yeah. to like? Do you want to try to like radicalize them? 
Yeah, I did the street walking and uh-huh. the, just the tip testing. Instead of and... your summer reading this year, li- or read some uh, Ibram X Candy. You're gonna have to run yeah, and read that, and then come totally back. Totally read some and just it, indoctrinate yeah. your whole little Republican Connecticut town. You go do yes. that, you little rebels. You go. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm already proud of you. Here's the tricky part. Don't try to run anything you're learning past your black friends if you have mm, any. Yes. They're not gonna want to hear do what not, you're learning. <laughs> do not do the uh oh, what was her name? Who's the scary looking lady who looks like the uh, the bust in for talking about Dolazal? You talk- no, oh, no, not no, Dolazal. No. Uh Tilda Swinton. The actress Tilda Swinton. Oh. Did they she were, do a thing? She did a thing where they were like, they were talking about uh the AAPI stop Asian hate movement like yeah. that that was in full effect and then she just randomly like messaged Margaret Cho on Instagram and was like I would love to have a conversation with you about this and she, Margaret Cho was like you don't know me <laughs> yeah that, that was a very weird one because she was being kind of lumped in with Tilda Swinton was was being lumped in with all the stuff after playing the character in Doctor Strange that mm-hmm. was supposed to be an Asian person and it was um... instead Tilda Swinton which. I don't blame her for that. I blame yeah. people for hiring her, but I don't blame her for playing for a role. actually portraying. And then when they did put out... Asian, she just was herself in a role. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, and then when they did like do a like did Shang Chi, which is a like a martial art based superhero movie, and they hired a predominantly Asian cast to do so, which is mm-hmm. great. You should do that. Then the president of Marvel or whoever it is, like the president of Disney was like, it'll be an interesting experiment. <laughs> and the, yeah. the actor in charge of it was like, excuse me? And that became a whole thing too that week. Yeah, that was another one of those Thanks. where like, what, he, yeah. he, he meant, if you read the full thing that like, hold on a second. I can explain. Uh, so it was it, 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 instead it was the uh, like the the president meant because it'll be like half streaming, half in theaters. First film back from a pandemic. They were like, it'll be an interesting experiment to see like where the money goes. Well, that one wasn't. That was that was the experiment. Uh, it was the first one they were doing that wasn't both. Gotcha. So he was like, the experiment is: uh, are, are we ready to go back into theaters with just theater. with just theaters? Yeah. But he also but, was talking about it in the same kind of interview as like it's our first asian fronted movie and like yeah. that all just got lumped together and i don't think they were wrong to be mad about it no but- absolutely not it's just it's very it's it's interesting to watch the struggle of people not being able to be like oh you know what i'm sorry that was out of context and out of line i didn't mean it like that but i can see how that happened and i'm sorry instead they're still reverting back to like I did not. Right. You know, yeah. and the, the response just... in, instead of an apology was no. Nah. Like, yeah. Right. yeah. You know? It's like when you, I mean, it's a thing happening more and more because it's part of more of the vernacular now, but like using the wrong pronouns for someone instead of being like, mm. oh my God, I'm so sorry. What can I do to, to make this better? Be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you just quickly change it very rarely to non-binary folks or trans folks mind that like you saw that you corrected yourself, you quickly apologize and you moved on from it instead of dragging it out. And I think a part of that comes from the movie industry of being like, well, if we drag it out, it gets more press. And if we drag it ding, out in that press. Ding. We're in then, an anti-tranquility society, which is are. why I love tranquil. And we're being told this over and over again. Anti-tranquil. 
No, no, keep and it on like, your edge. Yeah. Have yeah. Marilyn Manson walk out with you to release your new song, even though he's not on the song. Yeah. Uh, you know, and keep right after it going. gets done for that. Donda. Donda. <laughs> Donda. 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 What did I just read? Oh, there was an article saying that like Seth Rogen loves the Donda album. And I'm like, you're like three months late, bro. Like you don't get to talk about it now. What? We moved oh. on as a culture. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, I, I kind of like it too, but I'm still conflicted because the whole pre- presentation of it is mm. hard to get behind. But that's <laughs> the thing, it gets you people talking about it and that puts us in an uncomfortable spot. And maybe that is a good thing to talk about the uncomfortability of that. Uh, and to have kind of like what we're discussing with uh, you know, you don't always have to agree with each other, but it's important to have those groups of people in your life that you can disagree with, and they're still around at the end of the day. Yeah, you, know you don't what I mean? have to burn it all down. Exactly. Don't yeah. let you can still on listen your way to graduation out. and not have to think about what's happening now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm- so, what brings strength? See, I think. Uh, Okay, so I have done these spiritual studies, right? Like if I was doing full on Southern Baptist talk, I was like, what brings me tranquility? Mm-hmm. Jesus, the blood <laughs> of Jesus, the fact that Jesus died on the cross for me, but, the fact that the Kat, heavenly father gave us Jesus. And also but Kat, your Nana's not here. Ghost. You don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma I mostly ain't here. You're fine. <laughs> my, I know my mama not here. And no. <laughs> She's not here. And as far as I know, she's not on the Instagrams and don't have Spotify. So <laughs> say, say what you want. This is a safe space. And by safe space, I mean away from your mother. <laughs> <laughs> she can't get you here. <laughs> but continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's still, and then there's another, there's a course miracles. So shouts to metaphysical stuff. But that one gets. I can't try to explain the course in miracles to people, but definitely look it up. Sure. Um, because tranquility becomes almost like a sought after state. And I remember studying this book with people and being like, fuck is tranquility. Why would I want that? Don't I want bliss? And there is a way that like in biblically the flesh, like, we can tune into like really negative emotions and we can tune into like really high ones mm-hmm. and reach a point at which peace is intolerable because it's unfamiliar. Mm. And um, and so what of this experience of the abiding? Um, so thinking of coming in here tunes me into what I would describe as tranquility, like holding our past relationships like the three of us and then us like individually Mm -hmm. um so having all that in my mind and having an understanding of how i was willing to show up here and present for audience and then i would catch like little neurotic thoughts like i'm gonna be late for this shit i'm gonna be late no like (laughs) i would catch those sort of flowing through and be um, like, but what about just showing up like mm-hmm. as a person? There's something about the abiding in there sure. without the flares on either I, end. I love what you said about how like we're uncomfortable reaching peace because it's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you remember? There was some sort of like Greek myth, or maybe it was like an Anglo-Saxon myth, where it was a guy who was cursed to like reach for an apple 
that was just out of reach. And then the depth Ooh. of the water that he was in was just deep enough where like he could, he could either like sit on the bottom and not reach the apple or push up and not be able to swim. Mm. Uh, and I, I, it's, it's that middle ground that I feel like everyone's at. And I imagine in that and what you're saying about, about peace being uncomfortable is like grabbing the, the, the apple and realizing like, Oh, I did it. And then oh, this is, this is not ripe. Like this is, this is not what mm -hmm. I expected. You know, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's tricky, especially mm -hmm. now where we've grown accustomed to like not knowing peace, not knowing tranquility, not knowing Zen mm -hmm. uh, that it's, yeah, I, I do believe that like when, if, and when you can attain that in those mm -hmm. fleeting moments, are you even, do you even know it's there or are you, do you know? Oh, yeah. yeah until you're like i'm gonna be late for this shit and then you're like oh, that was tranquil i was i was good <laughs> i mean there was a minute we were getting going like me and dan just chatting before the show and then i was like cool i'm in a good space and then my timer went off because i had to take chicken out of the oven i was like god this is more fucking things <laughs> all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll keep talking about it cool cool Hey, this is Dave from The Rank Bank. And this is Dan from The Rank Bank. Be sure to check out our show. What's it called again? The Rank Bank? The ra oh, yeah. Hey, I just said that. <laughs> we originally started this when uh, the sports world got two new team names, and we said, hey, let's make a four-part series where we rank sports team names for all four sports. Yeah, we then went on to rank 15 new things, and now we're on to season two. <laughs> I mean... We just love ranking stuff. I, so, I really do. I, I, I research heavily into every single one of our topics. I know. So you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Both of those are the underscore rank underscore bank. Give us some suggestions. Maybe we'll rank them for you unless they're stupid. Yeah. And then we'll rank them for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the rank bank. Wasted Robot Network every Monday. Hey everyone, Danny here with Plugs. You can see Cat at Helium as part of Rachel Fogletto's album recording on December 5th. Highly recommend getting tickets for that. That's going to be a great night. You can also see her on November 18th on Next in Line Comedy at Myers Brewing Company and like we talked about earlier in the episode, definitely go listen to The Leak. You can find George and I at Feel Feelings Pod on all the social media places. And I think that's it for the week. Back to the show. I've talked about it on the show before and I recently discovered, so I have to apologize to our guests. Also, we're back, by the way. Hi. Oh, we're back. back. Mm. Um, Hello. <laughs> but one of my neighbors, I've talked about it, were like, this, I have a group of neighbors, they love to party. Every once in a while, there's a big party going on, they're blasting music late into the night. And I love it because they have this big, It's the, I always thought it was a Puerto Rican flag, it's the Cuban flag. And they have a big Cuban okay. flag sticking off the side of their house and they're blasting reggaeton until like 1130 at night. And honestly, if I'm walking the dog that late, I'm like, great. You know what? They're having such a good time. Good for them. Yeah, hey, you're only 29. You're not that old yet. You're not yeah. call the cops yeah. on a party old. No, but well, that's not going to impact your health if you lose the sleep. Exactly. Wait a couple of, yeah. But 
if there was a family blasting Hotel California and had like a Blue Lives Matter flag outside the front Shut of the house, it I'm down. calling the fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at that. Their fun is relative. It can't be real. Can't have that around yeah. here. If you're blasting the Eagles, get the fuck out of here. God, yeah. I'm, I got work in the morning. You can check out anytime you would like, but you have to turn this off now. <laughs> things quiet. These are yeah. private things. I am do. surprised. So on our engagement party, we had the cops called on us because uh, Casey's dad didn't let one of the neighbors come by. Like they just, that we've never met the neighbor. He just showed up in the backyard and was like, Hey, I'm friends with so-and-so. And And they're like, we don't know so-and-so get the fuck out of our party. And then he called the cops. Uh, And when the cops showed up, I want you to imagine 90 people in a backyard. It was packed. Oh, Dan was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Dan was there and 90 people in the backyard and Casey's uncle is a wedding DJ. So he brings all his DJ equipment and it's just blasting like, Tell it from your heart. Tell me I'm the only one. And like, yeah, the Taylor loudest Dane. volume. Taylor oh, yeah. Dane going nuts. And the cops are like, you guys seem to be having fun. Like, even they're annoyed that they got called. <laughs> but it's just like, I'm surprised more people didn't call the cops, especially because of like the dancey disco music. Like, I think there was one or two times that they played like the Grease Lightning remix version. <laughs> I felt so bad, Kat. I, I, Dan showed up to the party and I just threw him at my family's table. And I was like, here, he's 34. He's old. Talk to him. And I, I walked away. Thrived. Go? You did I well. thrived. You did well. It was right. the best. All right. Yeah. He put me with young people and I was like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And my stepdad was giving him ideas for his own podcast. And oh, Dan yeah. was like, yeah, awesome. come on the show anytime. This yeah, sounds awesome. great. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, See, George, man. what makes you feel tranquil? I was thinking about this and I try to do this once a year. Um, and it's like my own little me moment. And I do find that it's very, very soothing and as close as I can get to just like taking a breath. But as soon as it gets a little colder, leaves start falling. Someone is like, I, I grew up in kind of a rural area. So a lot of pop, like the fact that my neighborhood has yard waste days where like that's the garbage pickup that day confuses me because where i grew up you just burn it in your front yard (laughs) (laughs) you just do these brush fires and you just put a little brush together you light it and then it smolders it never actually goes up in flame it just slowly smolders into a pile of ash um and that hits the wind on like 55 degree weather you got a jacket on got some sort of warm bedroom i always try to just go sit on like a porch or in a chair or something and just try to not put on any music or something, just sit and enjoy it. Mm. It's the closest I can get to reaching just like the calmest state possible. There are certain things where like, I will, uh, I will throw on like a couple fall albums while I'm sitting out there. Uh, there's an album by Nick Drake called pink moon. It's a great fall, but I think that's more of like a, that's like the end of fall at night for me. Is a, is a that one's more time. of uh for me it's uh rainy and cold it's a rainy cold album yeah um and uh i hope y'all don't hear me belching coffee i, I keep trying to go on mute to do it hate to interrupt with this but i'm like if you hear it i need to address it that is I'm my gonna, job 
I'm going to edit that in is... the grossest burps. <laughs> Amplify them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the, but it sounds I realize... really sensory what you're yes. talking about. I think that smell, is a thing the... that I have yeah. a, a sensory stim thing. TikTok's another thing where it's like I've I've learned a lot about my own mental health and uh, uh, neuroatypicalism uh, <laughs> through an app made for children, which has been very interesting. But like, <laughs> yeah, there's like certain things where like if I'm on the phone, I need to walk around so this way I can focus on other things. And I hate talking on the phone because I can't see people's uh, facial expressions and in doing so, like I can't pick up on their cues. Uh, so there's a very sensory. interesting thing happening with the the younger generation now that wasn't happening with my generation where my generation anytime somebody was diagnosed with anything that was a thing the parents knew and they didn't really tell the kids that they had some sort of mental diagnosis unless it was like really something they needed to know but now kids seem to be very aware of any diagnosis they have and they're doing their own research after getting the diagnosis. So <laughs> and they're removing they are the stigma aware. because of it. Like they're removing the stigma of like, I remember like someone trying to be mean saying like, ah, oh, George has autism, like trying to make that as like a joke and me being deeply offended by it. Now kids free willingly be like um i have a spectrum disorder and uh this is affecting me this way this way and this way and this is how i try to combat that and if you can meet me halfway that'd be great like they're just open and honest about their own mm -hmm. sh their own shit where it's mm -hmm. no longer this deep dark secret because it's very similar to what dan's talking about i remember my mom bringing me to a doctor and the doctor being like he probably has some form of adhd uh and she went see there's nothing to worry about and like i heard two different things like yeah. He's like he has some mm. version of it like a small version of it i guess you could put it mm. and my mom heard cool nothing to worry about nothing wrong with my baby mm. and i heard that means i'm right like all the stuff that i'm feeling it has a name and i don't i don't feel like there's anything wrong with me because i know that there is does that make sense there's a tranquility in that if we're gonna try to roll it back into it but like hearing the doctor say one thing and two different parties in the same room hearing the outcomes that they wanted yeah is very to, uh, interesting anytime you go to a doctor you're looking for confirmation yeah and to get confirmation is a very kind of calming feeling even if it's like negative if it's a bad thing that you're getting yeah, confirmed it, yeah. it still feels better to know that like now i can go forward knowing this and yeah. handling it with an awareness that before yeah. i didn't have yeah. But in that, I think the return to like where we're talking about, like going out and sitting in that cold um, is that sensory thing of like, it's always been like a marker because I guess the, the weather time changes around when my birthday is. So it is sort of this nail in the coffin, not to get too dark of like, uh, uh, nail in the coffin, not to get too dark of like, cool, another year down. And this is my moment to reflect on it. I don't want to reflect on it on my birthday because they like, you know, we're having cupcakes later and stuff. And I just want to enjoy this. Yeah. It's like just as it gets cold, take that moment, reflect on that moment, feel that peace. And, you know, I didn't even realize that I did this until someone brought it up where I was working in a restaurant and I went out on my break to just, I had a coffee. I don't smoke, but I took like a smoke break and I sat outside and someone came out and was like, what are you doing? And my friend who worked in that restaurant walked out. He was like, yeah, George does this. 
This is like <laughs> this is like peak fall. If George can wear four shirts at once, that's peak mm-hmm. George. He loves mm-hmm. this. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? You're fucking right, Jimmy. See, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. me though, anytime somebody's like, that's just what Dan does. I'm like, no, nah, I guess Dan doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah. My uh, I, my mom always told us a story that my great grandpa, I believe it was would walk down to the corner store every day, get himself a pack of Lucky Strike cigarettes and smoke some of them while he walked back home. Uh, And that was just like his routine to get the paper and his Lucky Strikes. And then one day he walked in and the guy put the Lucky Strikes on the counter before he said, pack of Luckies. He goes, what are you doing? He was like, what? You get Luckies every day. And he never smoked again. Yeah. Just break the routine. That's it. Yeah. He was just like, I no, you're not allowed to know me. You don't know yeah. what my life is like. And if this is the only thing that you know about me, absolutely not. I don't like it. Yo, I lived near a 7-Eleven and it's really tempting not to brew coffee at home when they're just selling it to you for like 99 cents yeah. a cup. Yep. And then you earn a free cup if you buy a bunch of cups. I just felt <laughs> like it was all coming out in the wash. Yeah. But they, but comfort, I don't like comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I think that's very much connected to doing comedy. I don't like comfort zone. And when I could see the employees pulling comfort zone with me, first of all, like inside, deep down inside, I'm a little bit of a bitch as a customer because I'm the customer. Like I want full, <laughs> I'm friendly, but I'm still the customer, like still accommodate me. Yeah um let me say yeah let me tell you but again i think that ties back into what you were saying earlier it's like there is an uncomfortability in peace and knowing peace and being comfort yeah is is like oh now that i'm here i don't i don't like it i don't don't like this is not what i signed up for and also i want us to be present with each other because i think there's a difference for me between comfort there's a difference and i felt like comfort is still sort of it's hanging on too much to the unfamiliar to the familiar and it's not enough in this moment yeah and so what was pissing me off about them was they weren't present for what my needs were as a customer on a given day because they had known me on all these previous days yeah, the comfort um, in those situations just implies that, like, you expect every time we talk to be the same. The same, yeah. Like, I Even if that's true, even if literally every time we have the same, hi, how are you? I'll take a coffee. Even if it's true, I don't want to think about me being the same every time I see somebody. Like, that makes me more uncomfortable than knowing somebody and having that type of familial relationship. A familiar relationship mm-hmm. i like i like mm-hmm. being seen mm-hmm. but i like being seen as a complex individual mm-hmm. so i used mm-hmm. to love when i would go to taco bell there was one where i would go all the time driving home from work when i was teaching and it was very much like an emotional uh, support system for me was having a taco bell like once taco or bell twice is a your week. family i get it yeah <laughs> but there, there was a handful of employees there who came to know me and would say hi dan when i walked in and that felt great but i made a point of not ordering the same thing so we still had to have a specific interaction when i got there and like oh, that, yeah I, I remember that so fondly i've Isn't done that, that before like going going to a place you're familiar with making an order and then they'll be like oh the same as soon as they said that I'd be like you know what i'm gonna try something different switching yeah. it up. unknowingly doing it but being yeah. like no i got i can't 
you know it's the grilled cheese today not the tuna melt sorry yeah yep. yeah doing that yeah yeah do not get caught making my shit before i order it don't yeah. do it yeah no. Hate the person at this 7-Eleven, like, we got to talking about comedy, shared a video of an interview I had had with her for, I think, like, a, like a radio show, a streaming. I don't know. I don't understand the technology. Cat, it was um, this show. But it was a video. <laughs> <laughs> but she saw me in that. And then she was like, you should look like that more of the time. Like you look so pretty, you're like dressed up. I never see you dressed up. Why don't you look like that more of the time? And inside I'm like, are you forgetting? Yeah. You are a clerk at my 7-Eleven. Like you I don't come know here me. for coffee. <laughs> yeah. You I like you me. because you see me at my worst. <laughs> like this. What do you think? I what think, do you think I know we're doing here. Yeah. I think I know what 7-Eleven you're talking about uh, because I also live near that 7-Eleven and Dan currently lives near that 7-Eleven. Mm -hmm. um, and mm. uh, <laughs> and I, they saw two different people. They saw me and then they saw me coming back from Fergie's at two o'clock yeah. in the morning yeah. and just oh. getting taquitos and then like pushing <laughs> change over and walking home and they're like, oh, fucking zombies back. Shit. Get it. The, just the walked one, from old city back to yeah, the Philly. one near where I used to live. There would be like the times where I was going there for dinner, which feels bad to say, yes. and then the times where I'm going there for like the healthiest breakfast bar they sell. I'm like, yes. oh, you, yes. you are getting a full full picture of yes. me here. Chicken <laughs> no. skewers, you know, because they tried to step it up with their foods a little bit. Some of their yeah. sandwiches have gotten but, classy. The, the problem is none of it tastes bad. I just know it all is bad. Yeah. Holy sodium. Before, yeah. before they started bagging everything, I would go in there and like full well knowing uh, that like as you open up the donut case, like flies would come out of it. Yeah. And then you still reach for that fucking coffee roll and bring it up to the register. Like, yeah. please ring up this pastry, please. And Yo. bugs have been dancing on it. <laughs> I remember when I discovered how good their pastries were and they that really good. should never have happened in my life, nope. but people yeah. sleep on those. They're better mm -hmm. than the Wawa's. They're better. Watch Wawa's it, right? lemon bar is nice, but the Eclair at 7-Eleven, if you can get one. Oh, that Eclair is good. Is so I just want, good. I'm trying to get yeah. this into frame really quickly and then we'll just. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Roll that I see. Into, the, into the frame <laughs> as well. You're a believer. They actually, they I got that. They sent me this hoodie. <laughs> Tattoo corporate <laughs> logos on your body. They give you things for free. Oh, Hello, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. On your ass, Dan, just put live and moss on each cheek. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I if I was gonna get color tattoos because I decided when I got like three that like I'll just never get any color I just want all black ink tattoos, um, mm -hmm. and I, I originally I thought like oh wouldn't it be fun to get like a little green cup and that'll be a shamrock shake and then I'll get a different color green cup and that'll be a Baja Blast and then I'll just make like a drink order tattoo of just all my favorite fast food restaurants and all my favorite drinks from those fast food restaurants and then I was like you need to lose weight George uh this is not healthy for you <laughs> it can be an homage to your past self yeah true yeah if you lift up this flap of skin you can see my <laughs> shamrock shake tattoo <laughs> all of your favorite drinks are just shades of green yeah like i love green reward. as a flavor yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you've never seen like uh, one of those expanding portfolio things. That's what my body <laughs> looks like. <laughs> like a pop-up book. Exactly. I like this. <laughs> uh, Dan, what about you? Is it the thought of my wrinkly body making you feel that tranquil? You tranquil. Oh, is that bring you tranquil. Is that bringing you joy? Slow ripple. <laughs> oh, wait, before we go, there was a TikTok where it was like, a girl asking her boyfriend to be like more uh more inappropriate like kind of like say mean things to me in bed and he said back i love the way that your little rolls jiggle while you're on top and she goes you're done that's we're done (laughs) oh i hope they're still together anyway dan (laughs) so I, i i tried to think think more specifically than than just water but water water was the first thought yeah. you're afraid um, of boats i know that's it's a contradiction in myself are you talking but... about land water water viewed from land is very oh. tranquil <laughs> of, of course yes but uh his water viewed from boat is actually his uh his casket uh, number one fear <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah I, I do not i do not enjoy being in a boat on the water on a boat okay yeah okay but, uh, i get that the, what about showers? Okay. Oh, I love listening. showers. Absolutely. Not, yeah, Wait, not. what was the what was the Mitch Hedberg joke? Or was it a Stephen Wright joke where he's like, I like to fill half the bathtub up and then turn the shower on and pretend I'm in a submarine that just got hit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, that's probably Stephen Wright, because yeah. I, I haven't heard as much of him. But that's great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I tried to narrow it down and I, I think it's like contained water. So like that that got mm. me to thinking about about aquariums because for me like the number one tranquil place for me is to go to the Baltimore Aquarium. I I don't know why specifically mm. that aquarium because I've been to a lot of aquariums and they're all generally the same. So I think it's the trip part of it and then also going to a place I went to a bunch of, as a kid. But like walking into that place and they have those bubble tubes that are just like shooting bubbles up and down as you walk in. Mm. And then I think even more than that, though, it's watching watching fish swim makes mm. me so tranquil. Because, mm. like, they're making choices, but, like, they're they really are. just going with the flow of what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch that Joe Para thing? Where I haven't just, watched like, the new one, if that's what you're talking about. I, I, I just put it on because we were waiting to put on a different show in case he was still working. But it's him talking over like footage of an aquarium. Oh, yes. It's still yes, very yes, humorous. Yeah. It's still very <laughs> funny. Um, but as it's going, like, yeah, he is. He just set up a camera in front of an aquarium. And it was supposed to, I guess, it came out in the beginning of the pandemic to sort of just like help people get through. You know, it was like, here's something that'll make you chuckle, but also kind of relax you. Um, and, it was uh, the, the continuation of the Joe Parra talks you to sleep. Yes. Series of stuff that he made, um, which brilliant. So good. it was really, really funny. But yeah, I, I had that same thing watching that where I was like, this, like you could turn this off, like turn off his voice and just leave that. There's something about the low rumble of at least for me being underwater or like the low rumble of being surrounded by such an insulated area, like an aquarium. Yeah. It's, like the sounds from underneath the water are amplified, but they're also dulled at the same time by mm-hmm. being like in the midst of so much water, but it doesn't feel like it. Cause you can see through it. It doesn't feel like it should be stopping anything from happening, but then you get this like dull hum of everything that's happening in the water. And it's, very soothing yeah i'm surprised there isn't more of like a therapeutic i'm sure there is 
but also it might be terrifying as for a very specific clientele of someone that deals with hypertension or anxiety or anything, but just put a little oxygen mask on and then submerge yourself in the bottom of a pool and just sort of lay there and just like breathe in the oxygen for what half hour. Oh my God. I used to do this. This yeah. was part of my, like, yeah, my personal growth history included like, uh, cause what y'all are talking about sounds very birthy. Mm. Um, very woomy. It's oh, really sure. the last time I felt good. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and the idea of rebirthing is that it represented change and we would use breath. Um, so you'd breathe for like an hour with someone guiding you. Um, and birth is thought of as like the first real change and change is like a thing that people fear a lot. So um, I don't know. Not, I mean, there are reasons that there are professional certifications and ethical standards for things, but in terms of like increasing my threshold for emotional experience and getting vulnerable in front of other people and connecting with people who were courageous in that way, lots of benefits. Mm. And we did underwater breathing. And it was believed that you could like release fears with a snorkel in something as simple as a bathtub with lower temperature water um because what does it do it puts you into jitters and so you like mm. induce that feeling and then breathe through that jittery feeling interesting that's interesting yeah and then it's all just attack. sensation it's just, i know that's basically <laughs> what i'm describing just like okay self-deprivation <gasps> panic attack yeah fun yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if my, listen. If I wasn't six foot one, I'd try it. But I got an old bathtub. Yo, it's no real way. hard to find a tub <laughs> when you're like over five six. I mean, some of these tubs. You know? Casey, I think, is five 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 six around there, and they took the photo. Her and her sister took the photo for her EP cover, where like it's 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 a thing where it makes the water cloudy. I think it's just milk mixed with water essentially, mm -hmm. and then she put flowers in it. Uh, and when you see the cover, it just looks like she's floating in this never-ending pool of this fluid uh, with mm. flowers around her. And it's very tranquil. It looks like a very tranquil cover. Mm. But I know for a fact it's in my shitty 1960s bathroom just on the other side of this wall. <laughs> with her well, sister's the illusion. With her sister hovering <laughs> over, trying not to get the fucking the spigot edges. for the pool, like yeah. the spigot for the tub in the shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Good I hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about illusion, water illusions. We used to have a fish tank, my roommate and I in college, which was fully his idea. And I was not for it until we had it. And then I was like, all right, I kind of love this. But he set up like a mirrored background for it. So it looked mm. like the fish tank just went on forever, which had to be like real shitty for the fish. But oh, looking yeah, at the fish, I wonder. Like, yeah. Those fish did not enjoy that. Like the, the infinite this guy pool keeps that fucking you're... copying me. <laughs> yeah, you're just stuck in there. You don't actually get to go into that area that looks like so much fun, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, the just that infinite space of water that, I mean, even the illusion of it was kind of soothing. That like you can just create that was kind of yeah. cool. I like yeah. aquarium because the aquarium sounds big and interesting for them. Like, I don't know how much space fish Need. it's hard to know how much space humans need because like in new york people will live in tiny little apartments but then move here to live in giant mansions so like mm -hmm. i don't i don't know what fish need but i like the idea that they have ample space yeah mm -hmm. I, I definitely feel more 
like just comfortable with that idea in an aquarium than I do with a fish tank. But I probably still would get another fish tank. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to have a bowl as a child. It didn't work out. yeah. Yeah. We had a fish tank for a little bit. And then as my mom was a teacher, so like pretty much any sort of thing we had in our house had to like, she had to rationalize it as in some way educational. So it was like fish, sure. And I was just like, that one's shiny and has a green stripe. It's my favorite. Yeah, uh, but I, I then, want the bright one. <laughs> yeah, but then also she got like a sucker fish and tried to explain to me like, this is this fish is the most important thing in this ecosystem. It keeps things clean inside the inside the it, fish tank. It's great. It eats garbage. It eats garbage. <laughs> and I was like, that's great, mom. Can we get like the green stripy fish, but bigger next time? And she's just yeah. like, there are so many times in the past couple of years I would say even in the last couple of months of just realizing like the, the lengths my mom went to, as like a single mom to try to like educate us and show us like interesting things and a teaching moment that like maybe we wouldn't get in school and us just taking that so much for granted. I'll be like, fuck you, we're going to go camping in the living room. And she was like, well, let's talk about like how people like settled the West and we'll make it a learning thing. I was like, no, mom, we're going to watch mm-hmm. Rugrats. <laughs> and we're gonna sleep in a blanket for it. It's we funny have no talking values. about that like yeah. ecosystem aspect of it. And like I at this point, I, I've been in so many different schools and so seen so many different projects and stuff like that that I kind of roll my eyes at all of them. Mm. But there was one where it was two soda bottles and you kind of attach them to each other, like you cut off the top of the one and put it inside the other like two liter soda bottles. Mm-hmm. And in the bottom was a fish tank. And in the top was just like a plants and dirt and stuff and slugs. And you would water the plants through the top and that would be the nutrients would go into the soil and feed the plants. But then the water that was excess would run into the fish tank in the bottom and it would all keep itself alive. And it was one of those things that I was like, this is amazing. That I, is want cool. I want yeah. it. I We're want all making the- one I after we hang it. up the car. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like we're going to the project. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I need. It was like, oh. Yeah, you just everyone dirt, meet us on the banks of the Schuylkill, and, and you're good to go. Yeah, like yeah, that that was one of those projects where I was like, these kids are actually getting something from this. Like they're they're seeing yeah. how life feeds itself and continues on its own. It's really really interesting. Isn't that part. tranquil? Yeah. Good. Uh, should we talk about what the people said on the internet? Yeah. You know what? I did not post about songs that make people feel tranquil, but Kat, you suggested uh, No Name. So yes, please. It's a beautiful yes. one. Um, I will always say that the album that makes me feel tranquil is the John K. Samson Winter Wheat album. Uh, beautiful. Just actually slows my heart rate. Super tranquil. Mm. Dan, do you have any suggestions for songs? I mean, I, I'd probably go with uh, Postal Service, give up something about that that electronic sound where it's not meant to kind of speed you up. It's meant to slow you down. Something mm-hmm. about that album really just puts me in the right place. Awesome. Great choices all around. Well done, everybody. Let's see what the internet said. I, f- I feel like give up is my answer for every you did a emotion. Good job. <laughs> I feel like give up is your answer to everything, Dan. Yeah. It, <laughs> eventually I'm going to write that musical. I, I've already plotted yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that Dan, like any comedian comes up to me. I was like, you know, I think, uh, I think I'm going to like quit comedy. I don't really think I need to do it. Cool. Give up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. walks away. Yeah. Like, that's, 
Let's cull this herd a yeah. little bit. We don't need that. They're cringing on my time. No, yeah. Good. There's an episode of Jersey Shore like that where this girl that nobody likes, I forget her name. Y'all, I did. I decided to do my research and go back and start watching Jersey Shore from the beginning. What is her name? Everybody hates her. She leaves and then they bring her back because there's enough money in it. Um, but she has a moment where she's like, I'm, I'm leaving. And they're all basically like, you seem like you're staying around for somebody to tell you to stay and nobody's going to tell you to do that. And that's the quick comedy thing. Yeah, which I remember, wouldn't serve you if I begged you to stay in comedy. You feel like what, quitting? Quit. Yeah. When that happened on Jersey Shore, I, it like blew my mind. I, <laughs> I, I didn't think they had the actual choice. I thought they were just stuck there until the year was up and then they had to go. Like... That that blew my mind that, that they could just, just be like, oh, I'm go. done. I'm done. That wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like the guy that was on Big Brother in China, but he spoke French and they they wouldn't let him off the show. He kept on telling people at home, like through the camera, like through the talking things, like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. And the Ooh. audience thought it was like like they thought it was endearing. So they never voted him off the show. Wow. It just kept him trapped on a reality. What a fucking nightmare. Wow. <laughs> just him pleading with the audience. It's like, guys, please vote for me. Please. Oh I just want to go home. It's I just want to go home. Like actor's nightmare. And that yeah. turns out to be his line that he's supposed to say. But yeah. it doesn't mean he gets to go. He's, he's nailing oh. all the staging. And everyone's like, wow, great job. But he's like, no, guys, I really so miss my I don't family. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, what a nightmare. All right. That, that's like the uh, the Dimitri Martin joke. The the worst time to have a heart attack is after playing fake heart attacks followed by naps. For real. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the nap. Oh, the nap. <laughs> uh, all right. What do we got? All right. First one that came in was birds sitting outside and watching them. Birds is nice. Actually, my cousin, I've always I've always had this relationship with my, he's an older cousin. Um, not older by much. I think we're like two or three years apart. But like, you know how like when you're growing up, even the cousin that is a year and a half, two years older than you yeah. is like, whoa. They're your big only cousin. I, yeah, yeah. If only I could be that cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I never had that. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the second oldest cousin and the oldest is my brother on both sides of the family. Okay, so you're fine. Um, so we, um, we are the cool ones until no, we grew wow. up and they all became cooler than us. <laughs> Isn't your favorite artist Weird Al? Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh but the, like you know, seeing him that and he just recently got married and has this really beautiful house out on long island and i was talking to his wife one day while he was like going into the kitchen or something and he was like what are those binoculars over there i was like oh that's joey's bird watching <laughs> binoculars all he does is like during the pandemic he just like looked outside his window and looked at birds and got really into looking at birds <laughs> Oh. and it just shattered the glass a little bit of like oh no he's not cool he's like got his own thing and like it's endearing but it's yeah. also not what i expected this is the same kid that got pulled off of a flight because he thought he was so punk rock that he could wear like a bullet casing belt with a giant spiky mohawk on an airplane post 9-11 uh which was this so is cool. amazing to me that he's doing yeah this very tranquil behavior yeah. like it's a decision not only to watch the birds, but to magnify them, to yeah. decide yeah. to watch them through binoculars. You want to get that up close mm -hmm. into the bird world. Bird world. See, I, I don't ever want to see any world. animals closer than I am. 
<laughs> That's true. Wait, what's that? No closer than where you are. Yeah. yeah like, like I, I just want to experience them as me. Like may, maybe if I'm out in like a hike and it's like specifically a bird watching thing to see things that are like far away. But if mm-hmm. it's something I can actually make out with my own eyes, I don't want to amplify it. No. Yeah. They have that on TV, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we got? Let's see playing video games and I, I asked what genre and it was the open world video games where you can kind of explore and do side quests and decide those stress go me about out. at your own pace yeah i i get too caught up in like what like i never follow the actual mission like a, a game that came out eight years ago i never actually finished because i got too i had stopped playing video games when i was a kid and then I got back to video games and now I can traverse the entire state of a fallout version of Massachusetts. And you're just hmm. going to give me that free reign to wander around the hmm. state of Massachusetts. Hmm. No, I yeah, can't I, do that. Like Video games are, are meant to end. Yeah. So I play them until they end. They, they cannot go on forever. Oh yeah. I, I don't understand this. So this yeah. is like boundary. Lit. What is this? This is yeah, it's an open awesome. world concept. It's a whole new just like... genre of games now that like open world means like open world. Like every you can go building you can everywhere. go inside. Like some of them are even modeled off of real cities. So like you can like walk to your apartment and be like, look, I live in this building. And like, it's yeah, it's in nuts. fallout. We found my friends. Yes. Yeah, basically. Uh, uh, and I know it's out. old to people who have studied engineering and stuff, but fucking sim- this is sim theory. Right. <laughs> I'm better now. <laughs> no, like in one game, we like I, I, I asked for my friend's address and I was able to follow the street signs to his apartment in this post-apocalyptic world. It was horrifying. Yeah, I, <laughs> that, I, like, don't, I don't need that stuff. I, it's I, I appreciate the value. I appreciate the work that must go into it. But video games are things that I start and I play mm-hmm. till they're done. And Could you imagine they're if they're ever like, done, I'm not going to play it. Imagine Stay if away a- from my world. Vinja game. Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine if there was a, <laughs> if there was like a post-apocalyptic Philly game? This would be really funny to me. It's like going into like the South Philly portion of the level and going to my old apartment and it looks better than it did before I left. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh, I, I have at on... least one place that, yeah. yeah would... no, Part of it feels like, like I would love to throw a grenade at my apartment though. <laughs> I was still living at like, I think it was like 14th and a Wolf or something right across from Stadium Pizza. I was like, no, this apartment needs mm. to be bombed out. This doesn't need to be looking nice. <laughs> This isn't where you start this game. <laughs> so you get to bomb places? Because I would stay on the same one or two blocks. I would just <laughs> start a shop, start yeah. a family. Yeah, <laughs> bomb it till I get tired. Just <laughs> another one. <laughs> start a pizza book. place of your own. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't agree with this person's opinion, but go for it. <laughs> right. So we got next. We got dog snugs with a pibble. P i b b l e, which. I did not know what it meant. Pitbull. And it is a oh. snuggly pitbull. Yes. I, it's exactly what I assumed it was when, when when they wrote it. But a, a pibble is just a like a colloquial snuggly pitbull term. I always thought it was the Mr. Worldwide, but cute and small. So <laughs> it was just the like R and B artist. Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, if it's a R and B Funko version <laughs> of the artist Pitbull that like is like a plushie and you hold it and you go. 
Mr. Worldwide. This is my little pimple. Does he ever calm down? You that know, would be um, I'm just picturing like a kid's bot version of Fireball now. Yeah. <laughs> There's gotta be one. I'm, I'm sure it already exists, actually. They've done they've done like very vulgar, suggestive songs on Kids Bop. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were inappropriate songs on Kids Incorporated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be stuff in there. There's yeah. going to. Oh, speaking of weird kids pop, I was in a in a classroom earlier this week and they were playing um, a kids pop version of Somebody's Watching Me, the Maxwell song. Yeah. No. And it was it was weird enough hearing it sung by kids with good voices, but then it got to the chorus and the entire classroom impromptu started singing along also. It gave me chills. Uh-huh. Like legit, it was like child chorus singing this like somebody is like in the house with me and I don't want them here song. And it's not the one treat. that's and I got no privacy. That yes. one, yeah. that yeah. one. Ooh, so like, Jay sings the hook. And out of out of nowhere, like no one told them to. They were all just working on like Somebody's quiet work. Watching me, and like all these little kid voices just in unison no. started singing it. Terrifying. Oh my god, it was chilling. What is and the it's creepiest true song? If they're on Facebook. It's true. Yeah. yeah. What is the yeah. creepiest song that you can think of for children to sing at you? Um, there's one. It's actually by <laughs> Ryan Gosling's band called Papa Power. Yeah, the song's called Papa Power, and like the the kids come in for like a chorus, and like they're not there the whole time. So when they show up, it's still like it's jarring, even though now that, I know it's coming. That album is very creepy uh cat dead, dead man's bones yeah there's a- there is a halloween band called dead man's bones that is actually just like the brainchild of ryan gosling the actor mm-hmm. and he hired a children's conservatory choir to sing in the background of all these creepy songs oh creep songs oh it's, yeah and it's it is legit terrifying. very good it's unsettling <laughs> like, it, is, it is a high quality album that i really can't listen to that much because it is just creepy but like kid it is choirs are creepy kids yeah. like little kid falsetto ass choirs that it's even at like That's christmas demon time. movie yeah you start to see like the boys choirs being yeah. rolled out everywhere and like oh it's never not weird the home alone uh, soundtrack could have been a horror movie absolutely <laughs> Yeah, that's that a great happen. idea. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can just get the rights to use the Home Alone soundtrack, and then and make, make it a bloody. horror movie, like make an R-rated Home Alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Excuse me. See, it, let it out. It, I'm look, proud. Everybody, bird. Okay, I'm gonna, gonna auto tune them. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be the most like <laughs> just satisfying burps. Perfect. Um, All right, right. So, let's do a couple more. We got. Okay. We got, I can combine these two. I got breezes and crisp autumn days. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, we, we kind of hit on, on those things. Yeah. Autumn be bringing it. Autumn be bringing that tranquility. It's the best season. Yeah. I will, yeah, I will the, argue that. The, the change. It's the, it's the season where the, the change is felt the most. It's mm. interesting because autumn can bring that seasonal disorder. And I think that people have it like at different times. And I used to... I don't know what I'm having now, but like, I'll notice like a mood dip. Did y'all notice it? Did you have a dip in mood sure. near end of summer? Absolutely. Cause I, I knew that I like was coming. Weeks of fu- yeah. I feel like the slowdown, there is a death in there, isn't there? There's, there's a, a dark oh, curtain approaching. A, That's how yeah, I see it. Yeah. You know, the curtain is coming down a little bit. 
uh, there is a great one-liner where someone, if, if someone's ever talking about seasonal depression, as uh, like, oh, I have some seasonal depression, just shout, yours is seasonal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It comes in, like, you know, quarters? This is bullshit. <laughs> it sucks uh, because it surprises you every time. So the way that you're like, um, oh, I have ADHD. That's cool. What depression will do. It's a bitch because diagnosis for shit. I'm sorry. You have teenagers listening. So di okay. it's, it's a B word. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> mental health diagnosis is so humbling, sometimes humiliating, some, but like super vulnerable and also very inconvenient. You'll spend weeks being like, hmm, this is interesting. I've had plans to do things. I haven't done anything but maybe eat, sleep, and occasionally masturbate for some fun. Children, <laughs> maybe y'all do different. You play video games, maybe not. <laughs> you and your bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to go. So anyway, what I'm saying is the diagnosis process. That I think is the once you know, you're like, mm -hmm. cool, pills, no pills, go for runs, whatever. Whatever but works. You know, that process of who even am I mm. right now. Let's get so it nailed down. That, we we do have Xanax on the list, too. So I'll just throw Xanax. that out there while we're sort of talking about it. Yeah, Xanax was offered up as a response here, too. Xanny bars, dude. Yo, on the Xanny tip. <laughs> I was wondering about weed. I have mixed feelings about getting tranquility from out side oneself because of the metaphorical stuff I've done because there is a sense we're doing it right now where two or more are gathered right so like we're here connecting but yo sometimes the chemicals I, I don't necessarily <laughs> find it. it in like altered states because I, I think I'm too aware that it is an altered state altered mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I get mm -hmm. nervous mm -hmm. CBD mm -hmm. too spicy for George <laughs> CBD. <laughs> Someone also threw that out here too. CBD is also on the list you of know responses. What? I will say when I hurt my back, first of all, I had a very rude doctor when I had to go talk to my doctor about this stuff. But I, my Casey got some like CBD lozenges from an yeah. art fair that she played and she brought them home to me and they're like 40 milligrams of CBD. So yeah. like, cool, great, wonderful. Try my, did help a little bit. Like honestly, it was very relaxing to just, you know, pop that piece of candy in and kind of just focus on that for a little bit. That helped a lot when like I was in a lot of pain. That being said, when I, when I went to the doctor and they're like, so what, what have you been doing to try to help the pain? And I was like, oh, well, they I hate if you do something other than them. Yeah. Oh. I was like, well, I've been taking Advil and I've been resting with a heating pad and you know what? Cause I had it. I just brought it up. I was like, I have this 40 milligram CBD lozenge like once every night since it happened. And this motherfucker rolled his eyes at me. And then asked me to touch my toes to see if I was lying about my back pain. <laughs> Terrible oh my doctor. God. Everyone else, everyone else in that place was super nice. This man could Quality not give a doctor. shit about me. Uh, everyone, the PT people, the the people at the front desk, the radiologists that took my X-ray, the people, the nurses that took my blood pressure and everything—all fantastic. Couldn't speak highly enough enough. The doctor is an asshole. Was he treating you like a seeker? Were you getting a little bit, treatment? but at the same time, I, I was talking, I was complaining about it. And my boss asked, what did this guy look like? And I explained what he looked like. And she was like, and they, he, she did, exactly. he did that same thing to me. And she had like yeah. a splinter going through her ankle. And he was yeah. like, yeah, no, don't like you. It's like, it's like, we're his problem. 
and that's a problem. It's like, yeah, you're the doctor. Fucking yeah. help me. Oh, this is why I left medical education. It's a big chunk of it. It's like, what do mm. you, why? 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 Mm-hmm. They're not all bad. Well, was there that whole doctors? Yeah. <laughs> was it, wasn't there uh, that study where it was like there is a huge um, uh, prejudice against black women coming to see a doctor Absolutely. versus a white woman seeing a doctor? Absolutely. Uh, based on like terribly old and racist um, uh, uh, ideas about black women, like oh no, black skin is stronger. They don't. They, it doesn't hurt them as much. Fuck you. That's yes. based solely in racist content. Yes. And and now we're still doing that because my back hurts and you won't give me yes. like muscle relaxers for it because you yes. think I'm complaining too much. Yes, this is the thing. Okay, so since you led with the black woman part, because I'm I won't do false equip, but I will acknowledge now <laughs> that they are crazy toward everybody. Since mm-hmm. you led with the black woman part, now <laughs> we'll just end up dying more. Listen, every field has psychopaths in it. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. there's a lot of room for antisocial personalities in medicine. Like they mm. lead with dissection of the human body. Yeah. They throw you in the lab. If you want to cut humans up and do a really good job at it, like that's a really great place to go. If you want some bodies that you'll be held unaccountable for, like that's a really doctors control the accountability for what mm-hmm. happens to bodies once they reach doctors it's a really that's crazy it's a great career for people who want to help people but also if you want to take some people out you know for (laughs) kicks there's opportunity there's a there is a uh do you think there's a thing between uh people that have sort of like that person out like they're just they're everyone is out to attack them kind of thing uh, in the mm-hmm. medical field versus the same amount of people that are very anti-vaccine within the medical field. Do you think there's probably a correlation between those two groups of people? Wait, tell me again. So tell like, I, I've, so. I've at least noticed a trend where there's like, like what you're saying, where there's a lot of people that are like very dismissive of it within the medical field. They're very dismissive of everyone. Dismissive not of the viruses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like that. And then there's the same group of people within that same medical field that are also very anti-vaccine. So like, they don't want to help you. And they're like, I'm not taking the vaccine. Do I see a correlation between those and yeah. the murder people? I yeah. absolutely expect some that's of the f- murder people. To, and that's terrible. <laughs> but I, think, I mean, this evidently is how I see anti-vax, anti-mask. I do mm-hmm. think some anti-vax, anti-mask people aren't murder people. No, they just. But they just know. might be people I just can't talk to. I'm going to let the talkers talk to them. I, yeah. I don't have the expertise <laughs> to reach them. But no, I think a lot of them, when I see them in med, you know what I respect from a lot of people in medicine right now mm. is nurses. I just met one at a show last night who's like, I got to get out. That's mm. what the pandemic did to me. I got to yeah. get out. And that I can really, I feel that save the yourself, day? but the yeah. I won't mask shit. I'm like, you are, a, you're murdery. I yeah. don't like They that. are, uh, I remember the first time, like, they closed the store for the pandemic and I went down, I was driving down South to my family's house uh, just to, I was going to go get Iggy. And I figured like, cool, we'll hang out there. See what this two week thing blow over. Yeah. Back when the pandemic was for two weeks, two weeks. Uh, and we'll be back normal. It'll be fine. If everyone does their thing, we'll be back in two weeks. Just two. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but I remember <laughs> walking, uh, some kids were out of school. They threw a ball and went over the fence behind that, um, 
Uh, I used to live behind, I forget the name of it, but it was like a park uh, mm. that was in South Philly. Um, mm. And the ball threw over and I went to go pick it up and a woman was walking back from Jefferson to go get her car. And she went, don't pick that up. And you saw the fear in her eyes and you saw that like, like when I did pick it up, she immediately handed me like a moist towel, like a disinfect, yeah. like an alcohol swap. Be like, do yeah. that. And you saw that. I don't know how that woman is now. I do not think she's still a nurse because if she was that scared and it was only supposed to be two weeks and she already saw the writing on the wall, I don't, there's no way that she's yeah. still yeah. that. People are getting out. And some of them weren't making it. Can you imagine? Yes, that woman, the nurse I met last night, these people watch the pandemic come in, make their jobs nightmares. Their job itself was like the zombie, the brain-eating mm -hmm. zombie, because it took them out. Yeah. It took yeah. doctors and nurses, it took frontliners out, and they still have coworkers who were letting the zombies into the building, yeah. who were being like, no, no mask for me. There's no, no zombies. No vaccine for me. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not a thing. Yeah, we just zombies. need to understand the zombie better. Yeah, we need to how, learn to dance with it. I love yeah. how we're ending an episode about tranquility with being like, and we're, we're still <laughs> freaking out about it. All right, with that, let's do one more. Okay. Right, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go out on a slightly higher. All right, let's all higher, just. Note. Cool. The, the, the one that I, that I feel like I, I identified most with of what came in here and why I saved it for the last one. Shooting a basketball, regardless of if it goes in or not, always seems to relax me. Wow. Okay, everyone, let's hold hands. Let's think about uh, basketball. Let's think about. It. Let's Just think about Larry Bird it. and uh, hear the swish. Swish. <laughs> Namaste. Yo, I'm gonna get a hoop for my trash can. <laughs> I'm gonna get because I used to in. It, it is. Ooh. Just the repetitive motion of it. It is yeah. so comforting to just like be doing a thing because it it is a full body activity too. So like yeah. it requires you to center yourself and focus on one thing at a time. And like, yeah, I, I get and to do it at work every now matter, and then. It's great. Yeah. You know, I don't care if the ball goes on, in. I'm getting yeah. that. Get that. Yeah, because then you can just, you could do, it reminds me of the reach for the apple from earlier. Exactly. It's in the reach. It's not in the apple. No. It's in it's the, in, it's in, that's like yoga. tight on your side. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're closing out on George doing his joker dance again. <laughs> Go and stretching. Cat's well, attracted yeah. to me. Well, and we're <laughs> no, you got my face scratch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. <laughs> you are not right. the first person to uh to try to fight me for casey it's fine um <laughs> cat thank you so much for joining us thank again. you for having me so fun love you feel feelings is a wasted robot production editing done by dan getz music by george bruderman you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at feelfeelingspod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show!